Listen, welcome to the Purposeful Living Podcast, where it's all about encouraging women of faith to continue moving forward in purpose despite the uncertainties of life. I'm your host, Lisa McPhail. Join me each Tuesday for empowering and encouraging truths to help you on your purposeful journey to victorious living. Welcome to another episode of the Purposeful Living Podcast with yours truly. I'm super excited, ladies, that you have decided to join me for another week of Purposeful Living. I pray that your week has been going well thus far, and I would love to hear from you. Uh, Maybe you have some suggestions for the show. Maybe you just need prayer. Maybe you just want to hear from me please feel free to reach out to me at info at lisamcphail.com. Thank you uh, for subscribing. Thank you for continuously sharing the show. And please uh, write a review. I would love to hear from you. Well, ladies, without further ado, I have another special guest and I'm truly grateful for all of the great things that God is doing on the Purposeful Living Podcast and these amazing guests that he continuously sends our way. Ladies, the topic of this episode is titled, The Purpose of Preparing for Your Next. Mm, This is so good, this is so good. And I have none other than my great, great, great friend, sister from years ago. We'll talk about how we even know each other. But welcome, the one, the only, Al Marie Chalmers. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lisa, for having me. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to participate in your podcast. And I've always enjoyed the topic purpose living and that's what we're all trying to do is live on purpose yes that purposeful living we just that's it we just trying to live on purpose and we try to do it the best way we know how (laughs) with the help of god (laughs) oh al marie i'm so happy that you are here today and i'm just going to read a little bit of your uh, bio so that our listeners know who you are And then you'll tell us a little bit more about yourself. And then we'll talk about how we met, like back in the day in Kansas. (laughs) Well, Almarie Chalmers, she is a certified professional life coach, and she's the founder of Speak Life LLC, coaching for women, mothers of athletes, students, and professionals. She's also the founder of Speak Life with Word. It's luncheons that provides exhortation to ladies, mothers, and woe men. And so uh, we'll come back to what woe men means. (laughs) Um, Elmarie still finds time to work on her hobby of writing as she has published. uh, She has two published books, one which is called The Ball is in Your Court, and most recently completed on her first children's book, ABCs of Basketball, with her son, Mario Chalmers. She's an inspired and dedicated realtor, and 
She is very passionate about meeting the needs of each client she works with through their real estate experience. Purposeful Living podcast listeners, please welcome Miss Almarie Chalmers. Again, thank you, Lisa. Thank you very much for having me. And I look forward to our conversation together. Yes, this is going to be a great, great conversation. And thank you for your time. And, you know, there is no distance in God. And here I am in Texas. And you are currently located where? (laughs) In Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes, come on, Charlotte, North Carolina. I absolutely love it. Now, Al-Marie, we met, I want to say it was back in early 2000s. Um, I lived in Lenexa, Kansas, and you were in Lenexa, I mean, well, Kansas as well. Uh-huh. And uh, we both attended the same church and didn't know it. And I actually happened to be, um, I was on the praise team and mm-hmm. uh, at that time, and I believe we met out in the foyer. Yes. And I had always talked about coming to Texas and here yeah. I am. <laughs> <laughs> But let's talk about our meeting. Let's just talk about that. (laughs) I I think, Lisa, you were a greeter. I I don't know how our paths interchange, but in the conversation, you were so adamant about what your vision and your desire was, which was to get to Dallas, Texas. And I think you already had devised your plan, although you did have God in the mix, but you knew where you wanted to go. You knew what you wanted to do when you got there. And lo and behold, the next time I saw you, it was in Dallas, Texas. (laughs) So you made your vision become a reality. Yes, yes, I I definitely did. And then we met, um, we connected um, at a women's conference because a dear Mm -hmm. friend of mine in Kansas had actually heard her husband move to Texas. And there we met a wonderful, wonderful sister who connected us all through the Women of Excellence Ministries. And I tell you what, we just, and then one night we had a a Holy Ghost good time in a hotel room. (laughs) Doing the intermission. Well, we probably should have been eating, but we decided to. No, God took over that moment and it just was a God moment. You know, I call those I think Kathy Lee Gifford always say God winks, and I call that a God wink moment. And it's so exciting because the sister you're in reference to, Levon, our original paths crossed when we were in Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah. So you just saw the the full circle just, you know, came around and you were included when we had that meeting in Dallas. Those sisters had um, transitioned from Alaska to Dallas at that time. Wow. What a time. What a time it was. What a time it was. And now here we are in 2021. I'm telling you, God is, he does some amazing things. And even though I just read uh, just a brief uh, bio about you and what you do, please share with the Purposeful Living Podcast listeners just a little bit more about you and what you're currently doing. Well, as you had already stated, um, real estate is my passion right now. It's a new venture in this season of my life. Beforehand, I lived in Anchorage, Alaska, and I was an educator for 20 years in the Anchorage School District. Um, And it was a wonderful career, but that career ended and life took us to various parts of the United States. And when we met, I was actually living in Lawrence, Kansas. 
Yeah. But uh, in my educational endowments took me there. And at that time, I become like a, um, I called myself the basketball mom because I had the privilege of supporting my son who attended the university there. And um, at the time, my husband was working on staff. So it was a wonderful opportunity to enjoy the basketball journey that he was on. And so with that being said, I continue to do foundation work. We established a foundation which support um, youth initiatives as well as breast cancer survivors initiatives. Um, we were very blessed to be able to establish what's called Mario's Closet, which is located in Lawrence, Kansas. And this is helping women with prosthesis, hair removal, any of the cancer needs they needed, because at the time they had to go out amongst the city to find those services. Yes. And with being able to open this up, we were able to provide this at the local hospital with the support of the community and many volunteers. And from there, we went on to Miami to support him as he continued his MBA career. And then um, life brought us to North Carolina, which is where my my father lived close. And so therefore this was like a place to come to, to be in close proximity to him at the time because he was um, battling cancer as well. Mm -hmm. So we made this our home. And since I've been here, I just um, been supporting community efforts. And then I decided, well, COVID came and we were all stuck at home. And so I was like, well, what's the one thing that I have always wanted to do and haven't had the time? And it was mm -hmm. to pursue the real estate journey. So during my COVID shut in, I, um, dug in and studied and studied and tested and tested yeah. and passed the test. And now I am pursuing this real estate journey and seeing how God's going to bless this and how he's going to allow me to touch the lives of others in this endeavor. Yes. And of course, in the meantime, I still like the devil in my little writing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm podcasting. So who knows what's next? <laughs> yes. Come on. Who knows what's next? Oh, wow. Ari, thank you so much for sharing and just, you know, about your amazing journey, you know, thus far and everything that you, you know, have done. And, uh, you know, we definitely celebrate you um, and, and just everything uh, that, that you have done thus far. And so, you know, our title today is the purpose of preparing for your next. And mm -hmm. so we'll get into that about, you know, what that, what that, what does that mean? And, you know, we talked about how when you first met me and how I was very adamant about mm -hmm. this is where I'm going. And, you know, I, cause I, I had just believed that this is what God had prepared for me to do. And I didn't know then, but I was preparing for my next. You absolutely were. And, you know, as you and I were talking uh, before uh, we had this conversation, uh -huh. uh, I had asked you about the scripture uh, mm -hmm. that the Lord had given you about the purpose of preparing for your next. And mm -hmm. you had said that it was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And, and so I'll let you go into that um, because in order to prepare for our next, this is what we must do uh, to get God's word on it before we just jump out there. So absolutely, talk to us about uh, what is the purpose of preparing for your next? Well, the scripture that you may reference to is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which states, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not to thine own understanding, yes. and in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. 
And Lisa, with your experience, I felt that you made a request, God honored it, but that was your next. For yeah. some of us, our next do not come as prepared as yours came. Yeah. And um, in those moments, that's what I refer to as the unexpected next. But even in that unexpected next, mm -hmm. this is my scripture that takes me through those moments that I have to trust in him regardless of what is happening in the season of my next. Yes. Wow. It's just, like you said, just it, getting his word on it. And, and sometimes it's an unexpected next. You know, mm -hmm. I think about when 2020 hit, you know, I, I think about for all of us, there was definitely an, uh, you know, an unexpected yeah. next. But while we were in the middle of that next, we were seeking God, okay, what, what do we do now? Right. What do we, you know? And so God began to then download the different things that we needed to do. But then when there's a preparation for it, mm -hmm. okay, God, I know you called me to do this great thing. I know I have this purpose. Maybe I don't know what my purpose is, right. but can you show me? Right. And so uh, let's talk about how, how has preparing for your next helped you to successfully operate in your purpose? Um, good question, Lisa. Um, from the next that I talked to you about is, um, I'll use a couple examples in life. Um, next for an athlete, for example, because, you know, coaching is our background, basketball is our world. You, you walk into opportunities and you live in the moment. And it's not just about athletes, it's about people in general. Yes. And as we are operating in that moment, you know, they say God know the end before the beginning. Mm -hmm. So although we don't know what our next may be, um, the preparation is being prepared for whatever comes our way. But in the meantime, we're trusting that when that situation happened, God still got us. Yes. And so for, say for instance, my son was involved in NBA. He was a basketball player. Yes. Life was good and life is still good, but yes. an injury happened. And mm -hmm. so for him, that was an example of a unexpected next. It was yes. unexpected in our world, but do you not think that God didn't know that that was going to happen? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, even if you look at yourselves as parents, when your kids depart from home, you got to understand, okay, what is it about my next? I'm no longer that parent that's hands-on now I'm becoming a parent from a distance. So my seasons of life change. So therefore that's another next. Mm -hmm. You know, I have this home that I've lived in for 15, 20 years, but all of a sudden um, I don't need this much space or jobs change or life change. And so therefore here's another next. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and the next can go on, whether it's injury, whether it's sickness, whether it's death, yeah. whether it's separation, whether it's um, just um, job changes. Mm -hmm. All of us in life, have a season of a next. Yes. How do we best prepare? Of course, we trust in God and we lean not to our own understanding. Mm -hmm. But as people, I made reference to, and I, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, I made reference to um, my reading and I went back to the Proverbs 31 woman and I was thinking about doing COVID. I have a little laughter where I said, we're doing COVID. One thing I realized is I don't have any crafts I don't have any skills that can pay my bills. Mm -hmm. I'm not a sore. Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, I fix food. I'm not one of those fabulous cooks. I love to make a socket to me cake, but it's not marketable. So, 
my admiration for the Proverbs 31 woman, when you look at it, she had skills. Yeah. And there's so many of us who do have those skills. Um, and it's a wonderful opportunity to use those resources to prepare for next. Although you don't see the next, mm-hmm. you can always use your resources to prepare. And when I say prepare, I'm thinking in reference of denying some of the things that we want, some of that immediate gratifications with our finances, whereas we can store it in a, in a place so when next shows up, mm-hmm. we have that stash. Mm-hmm. And um, to be able to help us transition through whatever life brings us at that time. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is, oh, this, this, this conversation right here, I... <laughs> I feel it because I got I have so many things and I'm like I want to say it does make you think doesn't it? it makes you think outside of the box wow you know I think about you know what we talked about uh with preparing for next um when I decided to move to uh Texas from Kansas you know, there was the preparation, you know, seeking God. Okay, God, mm-hmm. is this your will? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like an overnight um, thing that happened. It took a while until I could hear God clearly to say, okay, this is that. And then he'll give you instruction for, for the next. Mm-hmm. Then he said, okay, now go to Dallas, scout out the land. Um, you need to have you a place of employment mm-hmm. and then also secure your place of dwelling. Mm-hmm. And so then that way, when I came, you know, I was ready. And then now keep you a couple of dollars to the side, just in case, <laughs> those just in case moments. And, but the thing was, it was preparing for that next, but then what do you do when the unexpected happens? Right. Right. And I think about when you talked about your son and the NBA, you know, um, what a wonderful dream. And I'm sure, you know, an aspiration and then for him to be able to live out the dream. And then you all as parents are there with him every step of the way. But then you say, well, we don't think about the injuries. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, you can't, you hear about it, but you know, but until it happens to you, right. okay, now I'm in this thing. Mm-hmm. What do I do next? Mm-hmm. You know, in, in preparing for that. And then I liked how, when you, talked about the Proverbs 31 woman. Mm-hmm. And I want to revisit that. Oh, yes. I, I would love to talk about that because you you talked about how she always had a craft in her mm-hmm. hand. Mm-hmm. So let, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get there. Uh, why is it important to always have a craft in your hand? Because it helps you prepare for next in the meantime before next come. And it's so funny because like I said, I don't consider myself a crafty person. So I now had this aha moment that my craft was going to work every day, you know, working for 20 years. Hmm. And so your craft may not be as crafty as you may want, but your craft can also refer to opportunities that you have to increase or make income that you can put aside and store up for a time such as this. And Hmm. that doesn't mean you stop paying your tithes or you stop living. It just means that you deny your flesh for some of the things that you would love to have for a season when you can better prepare to have it. Do I have to have that brand new car, that brand new boat or that brand new bigger house at this moment? Or would it be wiser for me to invest it and live off of the money that I have 
And then when the investments roll in, then it gives me an opportunity to do some other things with the funds that I have. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to look at the Proverbs 31 woman. So I sort of looked at what she done, what she did do in reference to what we can do. And I, and I mentioned it to women because a lot of times, um, and I'm not assuming this because I know there's a lot of single mothers out there and there's a lot of little people who are living off of one income. But if you are privileged to have a two income household, you know, I put it out there. What are you using that secondary income for? Hmm. How are you becoming a Proverbs 31 with it? You know, and I'm talking hindsight because, you know, there's a lot of things that if I told my 30, 40 year old self, of course, you know, we won't go that far back. But <laughs> if I tell my 30, 40 year old self some things, I would probably do it differently. But mm -hmm. let's think of, let's take a look at these um, qualities that this Proverbs 31 woman brought to the table. Yes. So, she is like a merchant ship. Hmm. She brought food from afar, provided food for her family and female servants. Hmm. She considered a field and she buys it. Hmm. That's your real estate journey right there. Hmm. She considered a field and she purchased it. Hmm. Um, from her earnings, she planted a, vi a vineyard. Hmm. She worked very vigorously. Her arms were strong for her task. Her trading is profitable. Open arms to the poor, which means that she still had time to serve. Extended hands to the needy. When the snow came, it was no problem because she already had it covered. Mm -hmm. And so those were just some of when I looked at that scripture, I thought, okay, let me just take out the content of what this person actually did. Will we do it the exact same way? No, not necessarily. But if you look at what she did with what she had, it, it speaks to me to say, okay, ladies and gents, mm -hmm. when we have the opportunity to have other resources available mm -hmm. to us, what is it that we're doing with it? Mm -hmm. What is it that we're doing with it? You know, are we storing it up and holding it in fear of it going away? Are we doing what we need to do as being a good steward in addition to preparing for things that are yet to come? Mm -hmm. And, and that's my takeaway. Yes, when nexus are preparing, when you can prepare for your next, as far as a move or new job, um, like you, relocation, it's wonderful. But when that next pops into your life and only God knew about it because he hadn't revealed it to you yet, mm -hmm. how is your storehouse preparing you to survive that moment financially? Mm -hmm. And that's just something to think about. And so I guess my biggest message is when you're in the meantime and you have those resources, what are you doing to know that if that next come, I have this storehouse that will allow us to transition through it. Although I am still trusting in God because mm -hmm. I trusted in God when I didn't have it and I trusted mm -hmm. in him when I did have it. Mm -hmm. I trusted him before my next. I'm going to mm -hmm. certainly trust him after my next. But then we have to use wise counsel mm -hmm. to educate ourselves on how we don't sit there on a stupor anticipating next. Right. But if next shows up at our door, at least we are partially prepared, if not completely prepared, mm -hmm. with the things that we're capable of being prepared with because we sought wisdom, mm -hmm. understanding, and we denied our um, pleasures for a later time. And I don't even want to say pleasures because most of, well, they are pleasures because a lot of it is not necessities. Mm -hmm. So just a food for thought as you look back over shoulda, coulda, woulda, mm -hmm. Let's convert that into before my next come. If I don't yeah. even have a next, then it's all, it's all right. Mm -hmm. But when that next come, if that next come, 
how do I use this time that I am in now mm -hmm. to prepare for what I don't even know will come? Mm -hmm. And you know, and what's the scripture about do not worry about tomorrow? This mm -hmm. is not taking focus off of what that scripture used, but you also understand that God gives us wisdom and he put yes. wise people in our paths to educate us on how to do things bigger and better. Yes. And as we educate ourselves and do things better, then we are setting up a generational uh, mindset for our children and for our family members who are yet to come. Hmm. And that would be my wisdom. And, and when I saw that she said that she considered a field hmm. and buys it, I'm like, that's just like land. Mm -hmm. You know, when we think about what we could buy versus what we should buy, how profitable would it be if you were investing that money that you put into that new car or that bigger home, if you buying land, mm -hmm. land that you can transition into building homes on, building properties for other families, you can make it a resource that's going to better generate what is yet to come. And it also helps develop generational wealth, especially in our African-American communities. Yes. Whew. This this right here, this this is some good information, um, you know, and good wisdom that um, I know is helping me. And I believe we all need help, you know, in this area to prepare for our next. And when I looked up the word prepare, it says to make ready mm -hmm. or suitable in advance. Mm -hmm. And and like you saying, it's the preparing now, because we know next will come. But like you said, with the word that says, don't worry, you know, about what you should eat, what you should wear and all of that. Right. That's true. But that, you know, we, we know the context of that scripture, you know, not being so focused on what we don't have that we stop living and not, right. you know, recognizing what God has already blessed us with and right. what we currently have. But that preparing, I, I think about, I always remember my father telling me growing up, you, you always want to store a little nest egg away. You yes. always want to store something away yes. uh, for a rainy day. Yes. Because rainy days, they come. Right. But in my mind, when I was getting the money and there was a time when there was a lot of it coming. Right. And I thought, well, as long as I'm paying my tithes and, you know, I'm doing this and doing that, I can go shop. I can go, you know, buy me some name brand purses and shoes and clothes and get nails done and all of that. But then I would find myself, well, why am I praying and asking God to help me with my light bill? <laughs> <laughs> Something wrong with that picture, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, and so that let me know that I, you had it. I had it. I wasn't preparing for the next. And, you know, Amarie, we talked uh, before this conversation and we talked about uh, the importance of financial advisors or maybe helping someone um, to help you budget or manage your finances. Absolutely. Uh, so let's talk about that because one time when uh, I did, my husband and I, we did have a, a financial uh, advisor at one time. And, you know, when you start putting down the things that you spend daily, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, so tell me, what do you do in a day's time? Well, I went to Starbucks this morning and then I went to lunch this afternoon. Then we ate out at dinner and then Starbucks again. So then you start looking at how much you spend. Right. It adds up. In a week's quickly. time. Quickly. Cause you're like, oh, that's just $5. Oh, that's just right. $7. That's right. just. Right. And before you know it, it's like, so you're spending $225 a month just on eating out and pleasure. 
Yes, pleasure. So let's talk about the importance of maybe um, getting a financial advisor to help you with your next. And, and let's go back to saying, we're not trying to say that you can't have things. I have to get my hair done. Yes. I occasionally get my nails done, but it's things that is a, is it a necessity? No. And all things are possible if you plan. Basically, yeah. you have to remember that. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and when you make the sacrifices, it doesn't necessarily mean forever. Mm -hmm. It just means that when you have those other strands of income coming in, what are you doing with them? Mm -hmm. So let's jump over to the financial. Of course, financial wisdom is highly recommended. Mm -hmm. And of course, you have to know what resources you're getting your information from. So, you know, you have to seek wise counsel. Yeah. And, you know, it says that a tree is known by the fruit it bears. Yes. As you are seeking financial advisor, they should have a resume of telling you what they have accomplished and they should have clients that can be a testimony to what they have successfully helped them to do. Wow. And when you think about that, I wonder, I think I shared this story with you before how I had a wise neighbor who shared this with me. If you could just paint this picture in your head and it may make you think differently about getting things done on a weekly basis and how you can um, make it a pleasure and not an everyday thing. Mm -hmm. But he shared to me that he had purchased um, four properties. And of course, I think he was fortunate enough to do it when the market was down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And in these four properties, he, of course, he had renters inside of them. And as you have people occupying those properties, they're paying down your rent, which means that your mortgage is getting burned, which means that you're building equity. Mm -hmm. It came a season in his life when um, the the four properties were, and it doesn't have to be four. This is just a story he shared with me. Yes. The four properties are lower enough for him to take the equity out of his current home mm -hmm. to pay off, or as they say, to burn those mortgages. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, that income that is coming in from those four properties is now just free income because the mortgages have been paid off. So now he takes his home that he had taken a second out of and he sells that home. And then mm -hmm. he turns around and go purchase another home. But in the meantime, he's debt free. He purchased another home. Mm -hmm. These four homes that he now has are all income making um, homes for him. So that 1,900 or $600 that he's getting a month off of that, that's income. Yes. That's income generated. So as you get um, older in life and you don't feel like doing the nine to five, you created other means of income that can be a resource for you. So when I say preparing for next, I'm just saying when you have those opportunities to generate extra income, be more resourceful as to what you can do with it that can help you make your life easier in the long run. And mm -hmm. it can generate wealth, not only for you, but for your family. And it puts you in a position that you can help others because you're not tied down, bogged down with the cares of life because you have planned wisely. And that is the power behind a financial advisor. And a financial advisor could be a person of wisdom who has experienced it. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily, I mean, and I, I don't knock professional financial advisors, right. but you don't want to pour your money into just doing that to say you're doing it. Right. You also need to sit down and have conversation with people who you know have been successful on the journey that they have. And I think, you know, they often say, if you're the, if you're the richest person in the room, then you need to change the room. Mm. So if you're the only person who can talk these things, then you need to go surround yourself with people who can teach you. And I say this because people are young people. This is the time. This is the season to start planning for your next. Mm -hmm. 
and it's simple and easy because those and, and I love good tennis shoes you know mm-hmm. because I have to have a certain kind to walk yeah. but I don't have to have 200 and you look at these athletes who have closets full of tennis shoes please know a lot of them are donated they're yeah. not going out there spending all their money on tennis shoes although they probably do but my point of the matter is life is such that you can have pleasures but you got to plan it and that's what a financial he will map out a plan of where you want to go just like you mapped out your plan of moving from Kansas to Dallas you had to do specific things you was prepping on how it's supposed to be doing that's the same way we need to do with our everyday life mm-hmm. and if young people can start younger just think where they will be when they get 50 and 60 and 70 mm-hmm. and you're able to help take care of your elders versus your elders having to take care of you forever yes wow you know this this is some good wisdom um Almarie, and i i really do cherish it and it it makes you know so much sense about just preparing for your next and it doesn't mean that you have to stop living it's just asking god for wisdom mm-hmm. know how to um use what he's blessed you with but also how do you successfully store away right um and then uh, to be a help to others or whatever that looks like. Right. Um, with that, I, I wanted to ask you a question. Should there be a balance when preparing for your next? And so let's talk about the balance in uh, multiple streams of income, because as we talked, you said that you do believe as well that there should be multiple streams of income, you know, coming in. But how do we balance that? Well, I think you have to look at your infrastructure of your family. I mean, you know, right now, I, don't, I mean, my kids are grown. My kids are adults. But when my kids were younger, my flexibility to acquire those outside of the home may not have been as plentiful. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes into play. If you paid attention in your home ec class and you can sew and cook and you can use those resources. But we won't go there because I didn't do that. <laughs> Um, but at any rate, when you have that opportunity, and if you are, you know, you and your mate, your significant, your spouse, your significant other need to have a conversation of what are your goals? You don't want to just go and spin your wheels just because you have an opportunity. But if it's part of your initial plan to get where you want to go, then you do it diligently. And I used to, you know, I used to work in banking and it came a point where I would work and I had overtime but pretty soon my overtime was meaning me paying more taxes. So I wasn't gaining anything because I was trying to acquire all the extra hours. But then when I got with a, a planner who knew more, it says, okay, if you work this amount of hours, then you are going to win on this overtime situation versus me just trying to um, do 200 hours. Maybe I only needed to do 50 and that was gonna be beneficial. But my point of the matter is when you acquire those other things, You need to sit down and have a conversation with your significant others. You need to have a plan of what you're operating and working towards. And then you need to apply it because we can get so wrapped up and I'm guilty of it. You know, I'm talking hindsight, things that should have, could have, would have. But now that I've done it and experienced it and I didn't do it the perfect way, I'm willing to share on what I can suggest would have been a better plan had I thought it and had I listened a little bit better. It's just that use it as a storehouse. You know, save for that vacation, but at the same time, save for that investment. You know, how powerful is it if you are a property owner? 
you know, we are burning rent, we're paying rent, and sometimes you have to rent, and that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But I just think there's power in owning land. And if we think about our forefathers, mm -hmm. you know, it was always about acquiring that land. What, what in Tulsa, what are they fussing over now? The, the inability to acquire what was given to them because of the destruction of that area. But it all boils down to having that land and those resources that allows you to be a resource to other. Mm -hmm. So I hope that I'm answering your question, but the bottom line is, yes, you have those strands of income, but don't use those strands of income just to increase your pleasures in life. Mm -hmm. Have a purpose and have a plan. And if you're not wise enough to know it on your own, then seek wise counsel from those who have walked the journey and did it wrong and they now know better or for those who are uh, showing you a better way to do it and with balance you can still have the vacation you can still have a nice car you can still have a nice home it's not excluding anything it's just simply saying make a plan like the bible says write the vision and make it plan mm -hmm. plan although it may tarry it doesn't mean it's not going to happen mm -hmm. it just may take a little bit longer but if you're writing the plan it's going to come to fruition if you do it the right way and mm -hmm. because you're still young and you're still breathing i guess we all have time to do it better yes listen we still have time to do it better we still... so it's not a whipping it's not a thrashing it's not a timeout it's just like okay i had a v8 i got to do this better god's giving me another chance yeah. i'm still breathing i'm still living and he's mm -hmm. still with me and if he's telling me to trust him then and thank i'm you. preaching to myself thank you, then you know i got to trust him in my next Thank you, and Jesus. I'm not going to tell you that sometimes my knees don't knock and I'm thinking, Lord, okay, you know the end before the beginning, but can you give me a peep? He doesn't always give me a peep. And that's when I just got to trust and keep going. And I thought, okay, what can I do to make a difference in someone else's life? And he afforded me the opportunity to connect with you, to give yes. me a platform to just say, hey, prepare for your next Trust yes. in God with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Let him direct your path. But go look at that Proverbs 31 woman and see how she she bought land. I've just got to tell you, she had a vineyard. Yeah. You know, if nothing else, I can work towards doing that because I can't make no clothes. And I'm certainly not going to cook for you. <laughs> but there's always skills that we have that we can use. And we just got to tap in and, and, and figure it out and ask him to reveal it to us. And then yes. we have to operate in it. Yes. And then you know what else? We got to do it scurred. What you say? We got to do it what? Scurred. Scurred. Not scared, scurred. but scurred. Not scared, but scurred. Because <laughs> I'm past scared. <laughs> but then I'm reminded that fear is nothing but false evidence of hearing real. Come so, And the God that we serve, he never left us, nor has he forsaken us. Yes. And he's there. We just got to seek his face and obey it and live it. And be a witness and give back to him just like we give to everybody else. Mm. So, mm, girl, we can ready to have church up in here. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, I'm waving my hands. I'm like, this is so yeah, I'm good. with you. And I, I, I love how what you just shared that, you know, this is not a whooping. This is not a, you know, a put down or whatever. But just knowing that how the God that we serve, he's a God of second chances, yes, and third, a fourth and fifth, mm -hmm. and how many ever chances that we need in him. And so if you messed up in your 20s, God will bless you to make it up in your 30s. If you messed mm -hmm. up in your 30s, you know, and, and now here we are in our 50s and above, and God is still giving us chances to, yes. 
get it right. And so now I want you to learn this time now mm-hmm. and then be able to help soul into the lives of others that wisdom. Yes. Yes. How, hey, because me looking back, I'm like, if only like you talked about the woulda, coulda, shoulda. Oh, I'm with you. But, you know, we got to leave that woulda, coulda, shoulda back there Absolutely. because there is now, uh, therefore, no condemnation, condemnation to those who are in Christ <laughs> Jesus. So listen, we know we blew it, messed right. up, whenever. But today the is day. an opportunity to get it right mm-hmm. and now to prepare successfully for our next. And so I just pray that this word is, is helping someone uh, to prepare for your next. And God has given you another chance. He gave you another job, another opportunity this time. Do right. (laughs) (laughs) Do better. Go buy the land. (laughs) Oh, that's a word for somebody. Go buy the land. land. (laughs) But before I let you go, there was, there's uh, of course, um, Two other questions that I want to ask before you leave, okay. but this question, what does building wealth for the next generation look like? And how does one go about doing that? Well, that example that I mentioned earlier about the, the properties, um, like I said, land and property is a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at it this way, if you don't have it, you can still get it. And it's something that you can pass on. And it's something that you can keep in your family that can always be a resource. But you have to save, you know? You have to find, I mean, you have to develop a career path or craft or skill that's gonna bring in you revenues. You're gonna have to say no to some pleasures in life. You're gonna have to deny your flesh. Instead of having the five coffees, you may do the one coffee. Um, You have to save, and then we have to teach Mm-hmm. our young you know just like the titles two women they talk about they teaching the younger women we have to teach the generations to come but more so than teach it we need to model it mm-hmm. you know we can't be yes parents to everything little johnny and little susie want we need to begin to educate them put them in position to begin to understand wealth and there's one lady that i follow named lynn richardson i believe that's her name and she talks about the importance of hiring your kids when they're younger and how you can get different tax benefits. It's all about educating yourself on how you can preserve and reserve what you have. And to bring your kids aboard and put them in the position to be able to um, learn the importance of the dollar, to understand, you know, how you can save to buy this versus save to buy this and which one is going to bring you the most at the end of the journey. So I think it boils down at least to educating, just educating, education, 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 putting them in position, saying no to some things, explaining to them why. And I think when we know better, we do better. And I think sometimes we didn't know better because, you know, we weren't taught better. We weren't exposed to better. And then you have to listen to wise counsel. Yeah. And yes, it's about saving money and investing mm-hmm. and connecting with people, wisdom and young people. When you start your job, if they have a 401k, mm-hmm. don't just join it, match it, yes. you know, do those things, but educate your kids and encourage them to do those things, especially those entering, exiting out of college and they're becoming resourceful. And, you know, these are things we need to talk to our kids about, our yes. children about, so they'll know because our family, our parents, not may did not do as well as we may have done Mm -hmm. but what are the educational 
things that they taught us or the experiences. And then sometimes it's just simply of seeing what was and being determined that that's not what yours is going to be because you yes. want to change that generational curse or that generational um, situation so it can be better. And, and, you know, there is just numerous of opportunities in educator, even if you just get on YouTube and, and find a wise counsel, you can learn a lot just by going through that and listening. Yeah. But application, application, my husband always used the word application and he used the, Ugh. but it is true <laughs> because you can learn all you want to, but if you don't apply it, it means nothing. It means, it means nothing. nothing at all. Yeah. So I, I, I think to, in, in order to generate Generational wealth, we're going to have to instruct our kids on how important, and we're going to have to model it. We're going to have to seek wealth counsel, deny ourselves some things, acquire those properties that can be um, building equity. You know, rental properties is not a bad thing. You can be a landlord instead of, you know, paying to a landlord. Mm -hmm. We got to change our mindset, mm -hmm. our mindset. And it won't happen overnight, mm -hmm. but you can begin little bit by little bit. Maybe our generation can't buy the duplex to rent out to somebody else, but maybe our sons and daughters will be in position to do that. Yes. Maybe you can buy the duplex and rent on one side and live on the other side, you know? Yes. And and when people go out to college, you know, you go buy the duplex for the kids so they can live in and you rent it out. So there's mm -hmm. just resources to tap into now so you can gain and be wiser in your journey of preparing for next. Wow. Good information. Ooh, listen, my mind is, that's just like, it's blowing yeah. up even more because of the wisdom, um, you know, that's coming from it. And, uh, and I, we talked about the application. It made me think about the scripture that says that, um, you know, without faith, um, you know, um, it's impossible to please mm -hmm. him. But then also, what was the, the other scripture about um, faith? Um, faith without works. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Faith without works, works. Is, dead, is dead, being alone. Mm -hmm. And so... I can have faith for something all day, mm -hmm. but if I'm not applying it, if there is no work behind it, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's still just going to be, it's going to sit there. It's just faith. That's all right. it is. Right. <laughs> now, in closing, Almarie, please share with uh, the, our purpose, my purposeful uh, podcast listeners, how they can connect with you, how they can purchase your books that you have and obtain your life ch changing services. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Lisa. But um, I am available on um, Instagram, Almary Speaks. Um, you can also follow me, Almary Speaks Real Estate, as well as on Facebook and on Twitter. And I'm also on LinkedIn. Did I say it right? My daughter always corrects me. <laughs> but um, those are resources that <laughs> those are resources that I do have. Um, and you are able to reach out to me or, uh, and I do follow up with uh, messaging. So you can send me a message and contact. Um, and as far as purchasing um, the ABCs of basketball, which is our last little project with my son. Um, Yay. It's on amazon.com. And um, actually this was one of my little children too. I call it my little child. This is now available on Kindle only, um, but it's also on Amazon. And, and which book is that? That's this the is the ball is in your court. Yes. yes. And um, yeah, so we'll see what's next when it comes to the writing. But right now, those are the two that I have available and my life coaching schedule is available and real estate is my passion right now. So if you are moving to North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, or have friends or family, please refer them to me. I'll be more than willing to help them as they prepare for their next.
Yes, yes. Awesome. And then also, I remember you told me that even uh, people that are moving from the North Carolina area going yeah. elsewhere, that you can also refer them. Yes, ma'am. To I realtors. Can, yes. So if you are relocating and you're leaving North Carolina and you're going somewhere else and you're looking to find a realtor, let me know and I can help connect you with the right person. And you get to interview them and you get to make the ultimate decision, but at least it gives you a path on which you can walk and not just be out there wandering around. Yes. Oh, Almarie, thank you. Thank you so much oh. for stopping by today. Thank, oh, thank you for you. sharing your heart about the purpose of preparing for your next. I know I'm encouraged by this word today and I pray someone is Two, now in closing, what encouraging and empowering truth can you share about being intentional in preparing for your next? That's a good question. Um, I am speaking from, you know, there are people out there that are probably more educated in the field of finances. I'm speaking to you about just life experiences and sometime in life, that's all we have to hold on to. And so yeah. therefore, I encourage you to not get stuck, not to get weary and waiting, but to just know that um, in the meantime, I'm going to keep doing what I need to do as led by God in my professional field, in my family, in my home. But I'm also going to use more wisdom to stash aside a little storehouse when that next should come. And the next doesn't always have to be a bad thing. So don't yeah. panic, but just, just be prepared. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all things else, you know, everything else just falls into place. So just remember that you are seeking wisdom on how to prepare and live in the now. But when the next come, and if the next come, you're already prepared for it as much as you can be, as much as you can control it. And tap into your resources that you may not even be aware that you have. If you have the qualities um, and the skills, go find out how you can operate and make it be a win-win for you. I admire those women who can do that. Wow, wow. Well, Almarie, thank you. Thank you so much uh, mm -hmm. again for stopping by. I appreciate you. And I truly thank God for you and for you being in my life because you have imparted some wisdom in me. <laughs> uh, not just today, but our previous conversations and so I appreciate you and, and I, I appreciate you. you I appreciate you and I love you too and thank you so very much for an opportunity to share a voice to share yeah. an idea to share a thought you be encouraged awesome. my sister be encouraged thank you so much God thank bless you. you thank you thank you so much thank you and as my listeners know I'm gonna close this out in prayer and then that's our time I can't believe it's over <laughs> But the good news is we can go back and listen to this over and over again. <laughs> yes, we can. Well, Father, we just thank you for this time together. Thank you for Almarie Chalmers stopping by to encourage us uh, uh, in reference to the purpose of preparing for our next. Father, we ask you for wisdom, wisdom mm -hmm. to prepare, wisdom to store away, wisdom to help others, wisdom to um, purchase land, wisdom to do whatever it is that you created us to do, wisdom to operate in a craft uh, that you've given us, oh God. We need you, God, and we can't do anything without you. And so Lord, bless the listeners today. Thank you for them. I thank you uh, for them preparing for their next, and it'll be a successful next. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Thank you. Love this episode of the Purposeful Living Podcast? Head over to wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Don't forget, join me next week for another Purposeful Living episode. Thank you so much for listening. BYE. Thank you.